Hey everybody, it is the Michael and Johnny Show, also known as Eleven Dubcast. I am Michael Citro. I am Johnny Ginner. And, uh, you know, we're recording this on Recruitmas. Merry Recruitmas, everyone. Merry Recruitmas. Yeah. You, you creepy uh, Denzians of the... Uh, Denizens, I guess, of the uh, the Twitter sphere. Um, yeah, congratulations! Uh, you have you have followed an 18 year old athlete for several months, stalking them, wondering if they would attend Ohio State, and now you know you've gotten your answers today. So congratulations <laughs> to you, creepy people of the internet. You've done. It. Yeah, it is kind of creepy to um, you know you know follow a teenager and and like care about what they're doing it's and a, saying. It's a little and creepy. I'm just being tongue-in-cheek. I mean, I get it. I know it's you interesting. are. I you want to know about your team. It's cool. Like, yeah. I do think the there is definitely a large amount of excess that goes into it. I think people get super emotionally invested in, in the outcome of uh, these decisions. Uh, I know. But I understand being interested. I, I'm just I'm just pulling yeah. your guys' leg a little bit. But I, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I should go on. You know, I'm feeling a little optimistic for mankind right now. So maybe I should go on a little Twitter tear and see if I, you know, can temper that a little bit and find some like really nasty tweets at recruits and, and see, and see if my faith in humanity is, is ill, uh, you know, ill founded. Oh, I'm sure there's some doozies, especially for people like, uh, Mike Weber. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and Isaiah Prince, I'm sure they got some, some, you know, seriously interesting, uh, tweets and, that kind of thing. But, you know, I have to say, it's one thing to, to sit here and, and think, you know, and follow a little bit of the, the recruiting process. I I follow it a lot more now that I'm with 11 Warriors. I never was a recruiting guy. Sure. Uh, I always just figured, hey, whatever, whatever guys show up, you know, you coach them up and you send them out and you play football. Uh, now it's like this huge thing. It's become just so enormous, you know, when you have, you have paid websites that uh, people subscribe to to just learn about this stuff, which is really dumb when you think about the fact <laughs> that we we have Jeremy Birmingham. Yeah, well, that's uh, the thing, right? Like we, uh, you know, we're obviously biased on that issue, right? Because we of who who we write for and and you know the site that we help run and all that stuff. But I got to tell you, man, like if you and this isn't just for Ohio State fans, but if you are a fan of a team that has a large fan base, a large dedicated online presence, like Michigan, for example, or probably Texas or Alabama or USC, I don't know. I mean, I know guys who have multiple accounts to the pay sites. You know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. not just like one pay site. They need Scout and Rivals and 24 Like, they need everything. <laughs> and, you know, ESPN Insider, right. I'm like, man, first of all, I don't get why you're that, like, obsessive about it. And secondly, if you have a free option, this is, again, this is coming from a good place. I understand the bias, but the difference between what 11 Warriors provides, frankly, I think our coverage is better, uh, but let's say MGO blog. Let's use a non-11 Warriors example. The difference that they provide versus any of the pay sites, I don't. I think it's negligible. I don't understand why you would do that. Like, I think that these free sites, I think that's the way to go. I mean, again... Super biased. Definitely tuning right. around horn here. Sure. But I just But has anybody been more right or right more often 
than our our guys no. really lately. I mean, lately our guys have been just dead on because yeah. they, Firm. you know, they follow the re- they follow these kids and and they follow the recruiting process. Right. They get to know a little bit about them. They get to know who they are as people. They don't push try to push them towards you know their school that they write about. They don't. And, and I got to say, they Firm is in a- turn they get they get like they get the access. They get legitimate information and reliable information, and right. it's it's. A testament to those guys. I don't know how they do it. They're amazing. Yeah, Berm, Berm has done just a killer job. Everybody at Lovemore has done a killer job, but I really got to shout out Berm. Uh, you know, we're going to talk to him a little later on here. I, it is a really difficult job, and, and as someone who works with teenagers a lot, I can tell you, <laughs> tying anything that you want to do or think about or attempt to talk about to their whims is incredibly difficult and a huge pain in the butt. But it's it's. It's a talent. It's definitely more art than science, and it's something that you know I really am grateful for that we have that kind of information. And also, I'm grateful for the kind of guy that Berm is with these kids because I got to tell you something. There are a lot of people who are very opportunistic when it comes to that, and I don't right. think he's that. And I, I think Ohio State recognizes that, and that helps us immeasurably because he's such a professional when it comes to it. So, you know, we're super lucky, and, and you know, again, we could talk about Burham and, and us all day, but um, I just think overall this is – more is the way to go. And, and if you're listening to this podcast and you've read our website, I think you're probably aware of that. But yeah, I think we killed it today. I think, I think we did an amazing <laughs> job, and I'm really, really proud that uh, I can be part of that. So I think it's pretty cool. And, again, this is speaking as a guy who does not particularly get that much into recruiting. So I, I think yeah, – Yeah, it was really- exciting. Exciting day. Um, you're right. You know, getting into recruiting is an interesting thing. I mean, you know, again, you know, these guys, they know what they're doing. Right. These coaching staffs, they go out and they look at these kids and they know what's right for their program. They get to know these kids. If you see people get upset because they missed out on the number one inside linebacker in the country or whatever it is, it's like, first of all, you have to realize that ranking is about as valuable as the top, you know, preseason top twenty-five poll is, right? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's well, does, it doesn't mean anything until you get them on campus and see if they're coachable, see if they fit in your system, and all that kind of thing. The ranking is just a number, and then, you know, these people get upset. But it's like, okay, why are you upset, Ohio State fan, that this kid chose another school? Do you not see what Urban Meyer has done in the three years he's been at Ohio State? That's the larger thing that I would want to say. I mean. Matt Hitton has written pretty extensively on why recruiting stars do matter. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the dude. I think there's some flaws in his reasoning. But overall, what it does emphasize is that coaching means more than anything else. And, mm. you know, you want to know why the top teams get the top recruits. It's because their coaches are so amazing. And if you got, you know, Urban Meyer and, and uh, you know, Tom Herman, obviously not now, but Tom Herman in the past several months, you know, coming at you, and Larry Johnson, who's an incredible recruiter. You know, you got all these dudes from Ohio State coming at you and, and showing you love. Like, who wouldn't want to go to Ohio State? Like, and showing you their championship. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's it's really kind of unfair <laughs> to an extent, uh, but it's it's pretty great. So I yeah. Now, I think the star rating, I agree with you, the star rating is it does have some meaning. It's the ranking that I think is a little screwed up. It's like, okay. Yeah. Is there a big difference between the number one wide receiver and the number six wide receiver? Probably not. You know, it's hard to say, but it, it's at the end of the day, it is just a ranking, and and you know, you you do pay attention to the stars. But then again, you know, you have what was it? Torrance Gibson was, I think, a five star 
athlete. And when he said he's definitely playing quarterback, I think he dropped a star. Yeah. Which... It's like, did he become a worse athlete because he decided to play quarterback? I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? So anyway, do you want to talk about some of the uh, recruits here that we got? Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about the the drama of the day. Of course, there okay. was there was Mike Weber and his announcement. And one of the things that interested me about this story, Johnny, and I, I tweeted about it today, was that you know these kids get one moment to have this big announcement and have the attention of the <laughs> world on them and the country on them, and then some jerk, <laughs> and I'm not going to name them, Great but guy. I just think it's a, I just think it's a douchebag move to out the kid's decision, you know, like minutes before the announcement. Yeah. And take away the kid's moment in the sun. It's like, what? In the name of what? Page views? Come on. That's just, I mean, that's beyond the creepy part of recruiting. That's just, that's the opportunistic thing, uh, uh, you know, that you were talking about before. I mean, what do you think about people that do that kind of thing? It means dumb. I I mean, I, it's a pretty, look, this is a cutthroat business, right? People want page views. You got to get everything first. Etc. But you're right. This is something that you know kids have been working for for years, and if they have a chance to do it, this is like the one chance, right? Like chances are uh-huh. most of these kids aren't going to the NFL. I mean, and even if they do, like a lot of them probably aren't going to get drafted. This is a huge, huge event in a kid's life, and to spoil that is just it's crappy. I actually thought you were going to talk about Graham Couch, who was complaining earlier about players having you know these conference or these. I guess press conferences or whatever you want to call it, these uh, announcements, right? At all, uh-huh. like how, what an egotistical move! I'm like, shut up, dude. I don't, I don't talk about Graham Couch because he's another one of those douchebags. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, my small private Catholic high school, which had a kid uh, do lacrosse at a D2 college, did a little recruit, like a you know signing day thing for her, and I'm like. That's, yeah. that's great. That is great for that kid. You work your butt off for years to get a scholarship to a college because of your athletic ability, you know, that that's a hard thing for kids to do. That is a hard thing for kids to right. do. They deserve that, right? And I just, Yeah, it's every bit as big a moment in their lives as graduating high school. That's right. And, and I just, I think that's silly. So, I, you know, I think they deserve that time in the sun. Um, it's cool to kind of see their personality a little bit and see what all the kids try to do and, and you know, what kind of things they're thinking of and yeah, I don't know, man. I just I think this is a it's it can be a very fun day as long as you focus on the right things and as you know the right yeah. things is the kids having a good time, you know, starting a new phase of their life and that's awesome. I think that's great. So there were three moments really of drama today going into today. You know, we wanted to know where Isaiah Prince was going to go. Right. We wanted to know if Torrance Gibson or Mike Weber would flip their commitments, and all three came up Ohio State today. Johnny, what do you think of? Of the big three, I guess, uh, the big three stories of the day, how do you think that panned out, and did, did it go as you expected? Um, it went, I mean, I didn't think Torrance Gibson was going to flip anywhere. I, I think he was just kind of doing his commitment thing, and, and that's what people do. I mean, I, I get it. You want to take visits and whatever. Mike Weber, mm-hmm. I was a lot more ambivalent about. I, I thought that could go either way, frankly, and then, you know, Berm and some of the other guys were saying as much. Uh, Price, you know, I I thought was pretty solid. The only thing, I mean, really, Weber's the only one I I thought was interesting. Um, it's it's really it's really kind of funny to me that ultimately what I think ended up losing Weber for Michigan was the fact that they fired Brady Hoke, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that that's what caused the instability that led him to go. Oh man, maybe I need to find someplace else. I have no idea who's going to be coming in here. 
And, you know, he forms those relationships over December and he ends up coming here. And I'm like, that that is that is a bit of irony. <laughs> I don't think any Michigan fan ever saw coming. So I'm cool with it. He's a, obviously a great player. Uh, Gibson, you know, we've talked to Gibson. I think he's a, a very good player as well. I think he's uh, I think it's kind of adorable. He thinks he's going to be a college quarterback, but that's cool. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's you know. That's the thing. We get really excited about this stuff, and, and especially Gibson. I mean, he's, he's just a physical specimen, but uh, you never know how they'll pan out. So I, I think we can kind of just enjoy – for me, I enjoy the personal slam on Michigan uh, yeah. maybe more than many, anything else. That would And let's talk about Michigan a little bit because Michigan did not have a big bump from hiring Jim Harbaugh. In yeah. fact, they fell two places today. They finished up like ranked behind Texas Tech in recruiting. Right. They were dead last. Michigan Wolverines with Jim Harbaugh, think, dead last in the Big Ten in yeah. recruiting. Here's the thing, though. Do you think he really had a chance to make up that time, though? I mean, if you, th- I mean, he like a, he had a month basically, right? So yeah, I mean, do you think that's enough time to actually like make that an amazing class? Because it was it was in the toilet right before he even showed up. So I don't know the way the you know recruiting game works now with the way you got to develop and cultivate relationships. I'm like, that's great that he's back, but he had been out of the college game for a year. He had no recruits to like take with him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I'm not surprised by that at all. And I think well, see, here's the thing about the NFL thing is that it, I think that UCLA it helped them. I think Jim Mora actually used that and played that card well. Right. Uh, what surprised me about Michigan was that everybody was excited about this guy, and especially kids that grew up in Michigan. They know who Jim Harbaugh oh, is. Oh, sure. And they know he was in the NFL, and he can point to that. And yet he still lost guys that were solid. I mean, Michigan at one time had Weber and Damian Harris committed to them at the same time Yeah. and lost both kids. And it, it, it I'm not surprised, I guess, that he didn't come in and just clean up. What I'm surprised is he couldn't even kind of con- – take care of his own house. So all yeah. it's already there for him. And that might be a little bit of a concern. You know, it took him a while to solidify the coaching staff as well, which I think is also difficult. Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I know he's a name and I know kids in Michigan and, and some of the recruits obviously know who the guy is. But one thing that we probably should avoid doing is maybe conv- uh, comparing him to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer had two championships under his belt, right? Mm-hmm. When he became the Ohio State head coach. He had butt tons of connections everywhere in this part of the country already. Yeah, I just think, and he put his staff together pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, I just think that he was much better suited to come in and you know put together a bomb diggity recruiting class, right? <laughs> and like, yeah. and, and he could do that because again, he he had established you know Luke Fickle stayed on. That was obviously a huge <clears throat> deal in keeping some of the guys. I think or, I think Jim Harrell was just walking into a situation where. I don't know that he had any real hope of salvaging that class overall. I think that's the biggest thing. So I, you know, I, I'm not. I'm trying to stay a little positive on Harbaugh because I really mm-hmm. genuinely think he is the real deal. I think he's a psychopath. I think he's insane. <laughs> uh, and like, seriously, if you maybe that's what they need. Yeah. Well, if you don't follow that dude on Twitter, you should absolutely follow that dude on Twitter. He is nuts. He is just completely like. It's not even like. It's not even like he's like he's like faux Polini only he's it's really him. That's the best way to put it. It's it's it, he's not like Mike Leach where he's weird, right? Where you're like, oh, this guy's <laughs> yeah. quirky and odd. 
it's like if you saw this dude on the street, like, or you were at a bus stop and he just started saying the things that he posts on Twitter, you would leave the bus stop. You would say, <laughs> I'm walking. Like, I'm not getting on a vehicle with this guy because I don't know where it's going to end up. Like, he's got a gun or he's going to, like, like rail it off someplace because, like, he is a weirdo. And I think Michigan needs a dude like that. I think he's going to be really successful there. I just think it's going to take a year for him to, you know, for kids to warm up to that guy. And I think he'll start bringing in the recruiting classes. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm pretty intrigued by that uh, the coaching staff he's put together on the defensive side, keeping Madison and and bringing in DJ Durkin. That's going to be interesting because yeah. Michigan's defense. I agree. Michigan's defense was quietly a pretty good defense last year. They were. They were. Um, they weren't against Ohio State. Ha ha. Well, but, um, no, no one was, and that and that <laughs> that's, that's the thing. So, uh, yeah, that's it, Michigan's going to be an interesting test case. Uh, how do you feel about this class overall? I, I think there's some really interesting dudes. I'm not as high on it as I was last year or the year before, but I still like. I think there's some really intriguing dudes, especially uh, on the defensive side. See, I think the intrigue for me is on the offensive line. Okay, well that's it's like that would be a bunch thing. of three star guys that are just enormous, just right. freaking enormous. And Urban said, "You know what? I know Ed Warner can coach, so I'm just going to go out and get these huge dudes." Yeah, yeah, they have <laughs> they have some gigantic human beings that they recruited. Um, I think you know, I think that's going to be. We had such a thin offensive line, you know past couple of years, and I, I definitely know that that is a, an issue <laughs> that they want to address. Uh, but, you know, Burrell... Like, a little more depth, yeah. I mean, it was a good line, but didn't right. have enough depth. Right, and I think guys like Burrell, who can probably step in immediately and contribute, um, go hefty lefty. Like, you know, th- there's a lot of guys there who are, like, maybe not mentally, but physically they're college-ready, you know? So, yeah, and, and, you know, like Rashad Berry, who's, like, 6'5", 245, and they're just, like... There's just a lot of huge dudes, and I think that's kind of awesome. I like that a lot. Um, you know, I you know, and they still got the skill guys, you know, who bring the speed and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm I'm actually I, I think it'll be a really interesting class. I think a lot of guys might end up switching some of their positions, yeah. but um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out in the uh, in the next year or so. Yeah, for me, that's the fun part is to see which of these kids emerge and 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 become players, and which ones you know end up career backups. Because, you know, on paper, everybody looks great. You know, it's like, oh, led led the state in this, or finished in the best in the conference in that, or was you know, three years all, you know, Ohio Valley or whatever. Right. And then you get to you know college, and you have to see it's not just about how they play and how it's how they fit, it's how they get along with their other teammates, it's how they adjust to college life, life away from home for the first time. So it's all these things coming together, and it's just really interesting to see which ones you know you know elevate and which ones you know don't quite make the jump. I mean, I think it helps when you have a, a group like the uh, the kids that we've had who have incredible parents, and, right. and I hope hopefully that uh, that continued to be. You know, stressed in the recruiting meetings is let's go get kids with really great families. Yeah, so. you know what? I'm I'm actually a little sad we haven't spent uh, 20 minutes talking about Liam McCullough, but um, you know, every yeah. recruiting class deserves a long snapper. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So before we segue, Johnny, I want you to see if you know what this sound is. <sighs> is that is that the sweet taste of victory? Uh, kind of. I am. Uh, I'm drinking water out of my. 2000. Do you know what a Turvis tumbler is? I know what a tumbler is. Okay. Well, a Turvis tumbler 
is one of these things where it, it's like an anti-condensation cup that sort of keeps your drinks hot or cold inside. Okay. So they're really awesome, but they're expensive. But I, my 2014 national champion Ohio State Buckeyes one arrived in the mail this oh, week. Oh, so very nice. That's what that is. That's nice. So I wanted to just quickly touch on this because we've, we've been at this recruiting stuff for a while. Quickly touch on the basketball issue tonight about yeah. uh, Mark Loving not making the trip to Purdue and the very odd tweet that came out from the uh, sports information office. <laughs> right. State. I think Wallenberg was just so excited that he could write it. He was like, I'm, I'm doing this. This creative Wally coming out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So creative Wally says that um, he is that Mark Loving. How did he put that, Johnny? Uh, he temporarily. It was basically like temporarily lost the privilege of wearing the scarlet yeah. and gray. So that's what Mark Loving. He didn't say he suspended. He just temporarily lost the privilege of wearing the scarlet and gray. Which is so like presumably somewhere to watch cartoons after eight o'clock at night. Right. So Mark Loving is in his dorm room right now. Like he's wearing green and yellow because he's lost the privilege. Okay. Can't wear the scarlet and gray. No longer allowed to wear those colors. That's right. So yeah, it was just like such a thing. It was like, like you said, it was like, he's grounded. He's lost his privileges. He didn't take out the garbage like he was asked. He got a bad parent-teacher conference, you know, report. And uh, I don't know. Obviously, this team is less without a fifty percent free throw uh, three-point shooter. But he's basically the second. Uh, I mean, he's the second best offensive weapon on the team, and it's not even really close after that. Like it's like one is obviously Russell, two is Loving, and then three is pick a guy. So no, I mean, so like whoever's hot that night. Yeah. So. I mean, that's obviously a pretty big blow. They're incredibly vague. We have no idea why he has been suspended. And, and yes, it is a suspension if you're not allowed to play. Uh, So I don't know why Wallenberg didn't just say that. Um, But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what to make of that. Mata was saying before the game, hopefully to get him back at some point this year, which to me implies, like, it might be a while. Uh, I don't. We, know we're not going to speculate what it is. Obviously, we're not going to do that. No, but, I have uh, no but obviously, idea. it's a it's a huge deal because uh, as we sit here, you know, Ohio State trails Purdue with like you know seconds left on the clock, right. and uh, I think Mark Loving in the lineup, you're going to get a few points out of him and probably maybe be ahead at this point in the game instead of uh, you know three points behind. Yeah, and, and that's like I really I don't know. I mean, if that's something that ends up affecting the team for the next you know, several weeks even, I have no idea, uh, then that might even affect, you know, what the NCAA tournament looks like because he is such a critical part of the offense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Ohio State just creeped back into the top 25. Uh, this could be a blow to that. So, I don't know. We're just we're kind of in, you know, wait-and-see mode on this one. And if he comes back sooner than later, it'll be good for the team. If not, then they're kind of screwed. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see so how I guess goes. it's guess you could say is ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're not loving it. Yeah. All right. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's please do that. All right. Joining us on the 11 Dubcast is our very own Jeremy Birmingham, Lord the Lord of Whispers. Yes, that's right. The Lord of Whispers. And he is... Uh, Berm, you are. Uh, it's a big day for you. This is your biggest day of the year, and you are operating on no sleep, right? It's like Christmas, only without any sort of reward for myself. <laughs> um, well, you're no, on the eleven it, it, um, That's right. Oh my God, that's right. It's like my, it's like my gift 
for me. Um, <laughs> yes, today is obviously a big day. Um, I I have been up for what is it, 56 of the last 58 hours, um, operating on operating on Mountain Dew and some and water, <laughs> and that's about it because I've been snowed into my house because of the uh, gods hating me and dumping a bunch of snow on us up here in Toledo the last few days. Um, I actually have a, a snowplow company trying to clear my car out of my driveway right now so that I can uh, go to the grocery store tomorrow to get my dog some food. So that's what's happening outside. Um, but other than that, yeah, busy day. Uh, the site um, for readers you know, that are listening obviously um, probably experienced a little frustration this morning with the website uh, and the new server not exactly kicking butt like we hoped it would um so i do apologize <laughs> for that but you know the content's there and, and we definitely feel like um the day couldn't have gone any better for the buckeyes yeah and berm you got to know that it was up to you to take care of that server i mean that's i think everyone should told. know that that's what i was told <laughs> we tried so, you know uh, last night we ran the little live chat um on the hurry up and to, to try to put ourselves in a position uh to, to give it a, a test run and um, thought we had tweaked some settings in the right way, and apparently um, didn't. So, well, well, well there, everything's there now. So that's that's the big thing: is all the content is there. Nobody missed anything. It's going to be there forever because it's the internet. And uh, I just want to know, like, what were the? I mean, obviously, you you tweeted out that you thought that Gibson was solid or Weber was solid for Ohio State. Other people weren't so sure. I know you probably go through about three phone batteries a day with all the texting. Tell us a little bit about how you stayed on top of that story. Well, basically what I do is I, I try to avoid getting into the he said, she said stuff that sort of um, can, can cloud people's uh, perception of things. I, I fortunately have good relationships with Ohio State's coaching staff, and, and I ask them what they're being told. And, for all of the rumors, all of the swirling conversation, Ohio State continued to say, Mike tells us we're good. Mike tells us we're good. You know, one thing that happens, Carlton Davis, I'll use this as an example, last week when he went to Auburn, he didn't tell Ohio State he was going to be going to Auburn until the day before, um, made the trip to Auburn, and then went completely silent on the Buckeyes. At that point, they kind of realized, oh, crap, uh, this one's over. Um, Mike Weber never stopped talking to the Buckeyes. He constantly kept in touch with them and letting them know what was going on when he was talking to Harbaugh, when he visited Harbaugh. Um, so that was giving, you know, the Buckeyes that impression, like, hey, he's doing this the right way. And, you know, he made it a point to talk to them uh, the whole time, which gave them a lot more confidence than they had with Carlton Davis. So, um, ultimately, you know, when you're dealing with high school kids and um, so coaches and parents and trainers and third uncles and this and that, everybody's going to be getting a different vibe. And so I'd just rather talk to the, the kid themselves or the coaches at Ohio State because those are the people that are going to tell me the truth. Yeah, well, speaking of all those guys, um, you know, we we got a pretty strong class, I think. I, I like it across the board. I think it's, it's really just a, a good, tough class. Who's like kind of your sleeper? Who's the guy that you really like that maybe some of the people haven't really heard a lot about yet? 
I think it's Josh Norwood, the cornerback from Valdosta, Georgia. I think he's going to be a superstar. Um, he, the Buckeye coaching staff is, is very, very high on him and has been since they uh, saw his senior tape. And somehow, some way, Georgia and other schools down south, despite the fact that they were all looking for cornerbacks, didn't, didn't offer. And um, the Buckeyes were thrilled. They, they were worried that a late Georgia or Georgia Tech offer could come in and kind of um, disrupt things, and that never happened. So um, I think he's a player to, to really watch. And Denzel Ward from Nordonia, who's a four-star kid, so it's hard to say he's under the radar, but um, he was uh, kind of a late bloomer in the process. Uh, he was excellent all season long at wide receiver and cornerback for Nordonia. And uh, I would think that he's a player that that's going to surprise some people because – he wasn't quite, you know, as highly ranked as, as people want their Buckeyes to be. Everybody has to be a five star, you know. Yeah, yeah, for if sure. You're not and, a five star, you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and that's why, you know, on the Dubcast we only get five star guests. Um, right. Jeremy, tell me, uh, tell a little bit about a guy who is getting a little bit more pub now, but in the early going, he was kind of like an under-the-radar, who-the-heck-is-this-kid-from-the-small-school kind of thing. Talking about Joe Burrow, I think that a lot of people are starting to finally figure out that this kid can play the game after, you know, um, the state tournament and everything. Uh, But what is it about him? uh, What is it that you like about Joe Burrow, and and what is it that the coaching staff likes about him? The thing that Joe has that people are kind of, that they don't really get a chance to see, they see the gaudy numbers and, you know, they see because he's playing against subpar competition most of the time and you have to, you have to back that in. But what they don't see is that that kid literally will kill you to beat you in something. I mean, he is a, he is a competitor to the core. Um, comes from a very competitive family, coaches, son, brothers played uh, football at, at Nebraska. The kid is as competitive as anybody I've talked to. Um, in the last few years that I've been doing this thing. Um, that's something that people don't see. He's incredibly, incredibly hard on himself. If he doesn't uh, play or practice perfectly, he, he was by far the most upset that I've seen anybody ever be after an Elite 11 camp um, last May. He was very frustrated with his performance, despite the fact that most people who were there thought he was one of the four or five best quarterbacks there. So yeah, I... that's the side of him you don't really see. So, uh, this is a big class for offensive linemen. Um, who on that, you know, on that group that they just took is going to be maybe somebody who could start next year, or at least factor well, into mean, the rotation? I think factoring into the rotation, the only guy that I would consider um, is Isaiah Prince, the guy that, um, from Greenbelt, Maryland, who signed today, or Matt Burrell. Those are the only two that I think are are ready physically and. Um, and, and technique-wise, that they could potentially see their way into the two deep. Uh, fortunately for Ohio State, they are going to have four of their five offensive linemen returning next year, so they're not in a position where they need somebody to step in real, um, you know, in a real urgent way. But those two, Prince and Burl, for sure, um, are in that conversation. Burl is the seventh rated the uh, offensive guard in the country and Prince is the seventh rated offensive tackle. So, you know, those guys are a little bit higher on the on the list of, you know, okay, what can what can this guy do? Berm, the speaking of rankings, where did Ohio State end up in the in the overall ranking recruiting rankings? 
Uh, I've seen anywhere from seventh to ninth. Um, it really just depends on who, which which ranking service you're looking at. They don't care, you know. Honestly, they they are happy with the players that they get. They don't pay attention to star rankings at all. Um, you know, they have three or four offensive of the six offensive linemen that they signed. Four of them are three star kids. Um, they don't care. Those are the guys that uh, Ed Warner handpicks. You know, he watches hundreds of hours of tape and and evaluates people in person and at camps and, and, and on film, and those are the guys that he picks. And, and that's really all that matters to Ohio State. Yeah. Right, and I think it'll be a top three class before it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, you know, you can always look back and, and see. Which one? So, um, the, uh, the, what, what you're going to see is that, you know, it'll play out. Um, you know, how they develop down the line is far more important than what they're ranked today. So one of the things that I want to ask you, this is, you know, just a general question, I guess, but how are they going to make the numbers that they need to get? Um, because, I know, you know, Doug Maurice had a an article about that a little earlier today, and he, you know, he was talking to Urban about it, and Urban was kind of like, it'll work. <laughs> and how is it going to work? Because it, numbers-wise – even if you talk about the guys who may not be able to play anymore, which is obviously terrible, uh, there's still like three over. So what does that look like? I mean, are we expecting more transfers or, or what is that, you know, what's the situation? Well, I mean, we've obviously gotten gotten pretty used to the fact that there is always going to be a transfer. We were talking about that on the, you know, in, in our little group chat yesterday, um, you know, and, and ironically, as soon as somebody asked me that, I got a text message from one of the, guys that I talked to inside of Ohio State's recruiting office and that said, you know, people are asking how they're going to work. Just know it will work. We'll figure it out. It always works right. out. Who's going to leave? I don't know. I, I don't think it's fair to speculate on, on who sure. or why. Or, um, you know, obviously, you know, there's guys that have injury issues like Bogard and, and Reeves and, um, you know, they're going to, and Ron Tanner, guys like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if James Clark, the wide receiver who's had some ankle issues that he hasn't been able to get past, um, ended up on that list. Um, you know, we still don't know what's happening with Chris Carter. There's a couple other options. But the, the team is, you know, they, they know what they're doing, and, and they're watching the numbers. And, you know, if they didn't feel that they could sign a long snapper, they wouldn't have. Yeah, and I like when they sign long snappers personally because it seems to work out. Look at Bryce Haynes; he's he's had a great career at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, and he's still got a you know a year left, and and it's been a really it's been a good decision to to bring him on board. When you're talking about you know the ins and outs of football, the little the role of the specialist that can't be overlooked anymore. And I can't wait till we develop our next Australian punter. That's that's going to be a big day. Yeah, that for pipeline's me, I think. important. <laughs> Literally the so, entire country of Australia, basically all of Oceania. If we can get that, like you know Samoa, let's lock Zealand, that down. <laughs> I'd be cool with that. Well, that's you know the important thing about Brandon Bowen, the offensive lineman from Utah. I got to work into that uh, um, Polynesian area. So that's right. Not enough. Mormons. They're aware. They, they you know they're they're not going to they're not going to ever stop looking for talent anywhere, and that's and that's something that Urban you know is certainly going to. Uh, continue to do because they realize that Ohio is a, is a breeding ground for a lot of great football players, but they're out there anywhere you look. And 
um, the Buckeyes, the, the the strength of the Ohio State brand right now is good enough that they can they know they can go anywhere and get anybody. Yep. Well, you know what? We're going to try something new on this week's Dubcast. We, as long as I've been on the Dubcast for a couple of years, we've not gone four wide with our phone calls. Let's hope he answers and, the phone. Yeah. So I'm, we're going to try to do something here. We're going to try to bring in one of the recruits that uh, sent in his letter of intent today, Matt Burrell, an offensive lineman. And we're going to we're going to not only have four on the uh, on the line, provided he answers his phone, but we're actually going to call him. While we're on the air, we haven't done that he before may, either. And he may, he may still be with Isaiah Prince and AJ Alexander, so we could potentially have um, three of them, depending on if they're still at their, at their shindig. And then, of course, there's the, always the possibility that Skype will quit on us completely, and we'll have to start over. So, yeah. Um, yeah so it's there's a little intrigue here. So I'm gonna gonna try to add him to the call. It's signing course, day. What signing day without intrigue? <laughs> that's right. And, of course, since I don't know these kids all that well yet, I've got him in my contacts as uh, Jay Sean Cornell, who is not <laughs> going to be on the other end of this phone. It's uh, That that particular uh, student athlete is already on campus, so we can't talk to him anyway. Yeah, I got in trouble for so, that already. Well, let's see if we can get Matt Burrell on the phone. This will be interesting. It is ringing. A good first step. Step one. Unlocked. <laughs> Hello? Hey, is this Matt? Matt Burrell. Yeah, yeah, this is Matt. Hey, it's uh it's Michael Citro, Johnny Ginter, and Jeremy Birmingham from Eleven Warriors. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Good. We so great. we're ambushing you here a little bit. We are. We're ambushing you. We're already on the air here live, and we – well, not live. We're recording this. But uh, <laughs> we we wanted to, first of all, uh, congratulate you on your on your college uh, decision, obviously, and signing day, and, and wanted to Thank find you. out – want to find out a little bit how about how your day went. My day – Are you still at dinner, Matt? Oh, no. We just got out of the, uh, the, uh, the signing party that I had. Uh, Isaiah came and um, AJ came. Good, good. All right. No, I'm sorry. I, I like to interrupt. How, how, talk about the morning. I know you didn't get much sleep last night. No, I didn't get much sleep at all. Um, I, I um, really, I, I was in the car with my mom, and uh, we were talking a lot, and it really, that it all started last night. It kind of hit me around that time, and I called with some of the guys. I called Alex Stump. I called Deshaun. Deshaun got mad at me because I called him, and it was late, and he was already in bed. Uh, <laughs> I uh, talked to Coach Warner last night, and then um, I called Mike. I called Torrance. I, I just called around and just talked to everybody just to see, you know, how everything was going, and just to you know hear their voices and just see what's going through their minds and stuff. Because I knew it was a lot going through my head as well. And then um, oh, this let, morning, let uh, you, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting because it's what I do, and I'm, I'm interrupting Cal. But let me ask you, you're, you're a guy who's been as solidly committed as anybody since since you made your decision. There hasn't been any, yeah. you know, waffling. There hasn't been any, I'm going to visit here, this or that. It, no. Even in that situation, last night, do you still have doubt? Do you still have, do you still have like, a moment of, okay, is this the right place? With with Ohio State? Yeah. Are, yeah, you mean like, like, 
do I do I consider that I made the wrong choice or anything like that type of thing? Yeah, like last night, you know, you're having all these these thoughts and you're and you're trying to you know get get in touch with the emotional side of this decision. Is there yeah. any moment, even for a guy like you who's who's solid in your commitment, and, and is is there still any doubt of saying, okay, maybe maybe I should have reconsidered this school or that school? Um, you know, you see the great things that all these universities are doing across the country, and of course, you think about the what ifs. But I never, I never, you know, had a doubt that Ohio State was my home. You know what? One of the things I was thinking about, I mean, you just talked about like all the dudes you called up and, and got in contact with. How how big are those relationships when it comes to recruiting a guy? Like making sure that a recruit, you know, you're comfortable and that you like the people that you're going to be, you know, playing with and whatnot. Like how important that is, you know, for you uh, to go to a place? It's 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 very important to me, and um, I'm a very loyal person, and and I'm I like to have a good relationship with people I'm going to be, you know, working with for the next few years. And I've seen them, you know, over, over the, over the years at different camps and different visits and stuff. And I've gotten to know them and we all, you know, started to come down and like, all right, we're going to go to school. And you start to see, you know, different things. It, um, it, it means a lot that, that we've all gotten a lot closer to, um, what was out throughout the time. Matt, let me ask you this. When you hear about a guy in your class that's committed like a, a Gibson or a Weber and you hear they might be thinking about changing their mind, what do you do? Do you call them up or text them? I mean, what what goes on? What are the conversations like? The conversations are I'm still a friend before before anything, you know. I just want to be a guy that's there for them. They want, if they need to talk about it or, you know, ask me about an opinion or, you know, what do I think about the coaching staff here, any, any type of thing. If I can help out, I just want to be there to be a helping hand. At the same time, I want to let them know that I feel like, you know, Ohio State's home. You know, there is a family, and I feel like it is. And and, and I feel like that, that they have all of our best interests, you know, in their minds. So when, it, when, when you know, Torrance was about to switch or, or considering switching or Josh or Mike, I really didn't call them up and say, you know, dude, what are you doing? It was basically like – Hey man, they been good. How's your parents? You know what's what's going on with this, what's going on with that. I'm, I was just calling to check in, and I was send a text message here and there, or direct message, just to see, you know, how they were doing. So it, it really, it's never about, you know, you know completely about football. I, I was going to ask just a quick question about: um, Was today the first time in your life that you've ever used a fax machine? <laughs> That I used the fax machine. Um, I don't know if I've used the fax machine before. My mom, my mom is a real busybody, and she she's done. You know, she's a wonderful worker, so she knows how to do all that stuff. So I I really yeah I think today was the, I didn't even use the fax machine to be honest. The the lady the lady in the office did all that. So yeah, it's it's an outdated thing. It's amazing to me that in this day and age of the internet and email and everything that we're still using fax machines. So I just I just was yeah. curious about that. <laughs> yeah, it caught me off guard. I, I was like, you know, what is that weird noise in the back of the of the <laughs> office? <laughs> and it's like a a big bulky you know machine. I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess this works. So you know, as long as it gets the job done. <laughs> One thing that I, I feel like a lot of people who, who follow recruiting, and obviously it's, it's a huge deal, and uh, Twitter and everything else makes it kind of um, 
even more insane than it would be just between you and the coaches and, and the other guys that are being recruited. But can you try to explain to people how little football actually comes into your decision-making process? Because I think people put so much stock into football that they don't understand. Yeah. And something something I've tried to impress on people as much as I could in the last few weeks, it's, it's truly about the relationships you have, not football. Yeah. And- it's 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 all about relationships. It's just like you know. It's it's really for for me. It was always when people when they would ask me, you know, early, what do I look for in a school? I don't. I've always said relationships. It's funny that you say that. Um, I've always said relationships, and I've always, you know, taken into consideration what what people have in mind for me. And my father and my my mother both, you know, stuck with me through it all. So really. You watch the games to see, you know, how the players react to the coaching and the scenarios, but football plays the smallest role in it all. And um, it's really just the preparation, the, you know, the, the, the communication with the coaches, the, the consistency, and, and um, honestly just the overall feel of it. And, and football, you can't, you can't tell. You can't tell how, how, you, how you, you know, how you get along with the coach just just by seeing him coach other guys, you know. So I definitely think right, and that, that's why being sorry, yeah. that's why being at a game for you, you made your official visit for the Virginia Tech game, which was obviously yeah. the worst game the Buckeyes played all year long. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and fans and fans and fans and readers instantly go, "Oh my gosh, the Buckeyes lost that game. How is this going to impact the recruitment?" But no, you know, it has nothing to do with that. No, it did, it didn't. Um, and it's funny because I took all my officials really, really early and, you know, different teams reacted to how they lost or won. And really at Ohio State, you know, they, they just, they were ready for the next week. They were ready to prepare. They were, they didn't, they don't like losing, obviously. And it's not something that they're used to. So it definitely was, it was, I mean, it was a shock to me. But, you know, every team loses at some point. You know, no one's invincible. So, you know, I definitely didn't – I didn't think of anything of that in the beginning of the year. You know, I want to congratulate you on an incredible Twitter handle. I'm, I'm a big fan of Hefty Lefty. I think that's really good. Um, <laughs> you like the Hefty Lefty. And I couldn't spell – I know everyone, everyone asked me why I spelled it, you know, with the H-E-A because, you know, people <laughs> type in H-E-F-T-Y. I'm like, man, it's, that's not original. You know, Hefty is heavy. You know, heavy. You know, heavy <laughs> no, duty. Like it's it. not. <laughs> yes, sir. I like it. So I gotta say something. One of the things, you know, I'm almost thirty, right? When I was in high school, I had a cell phone, but it was like twenty-five cents a text. You know, like there was no mm-hmm. Twitter, no Facebook, or any of that. How do you handle like people constantly being in your business? Because I, I don't understand how you guys handle it so well. Like I, I'm like super impressed with all of the recruits, like all of them, like the majority of you guys are so good with the internet stuff and the texting and keeping on top of that. Does that ever just get like super crazy or is it just something you kind of take in stride and and it's just part of, you know, especially when you release like a top, you know, top group of people or a top group of schools, the fans, you know, the fans in different places can get really, really mean. You know, you have your, you know, your mature, your older fan, like your older fans that you know want to see you do good no matter what. They like your personality, but you got, you know, not gonna specifically say anything, but some 
orange or orange fans that don't really like you too much when you when you don't go go in that way. But you know, it, it, it's 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 really because you know how many people and how long Twitter lasts and how long Instagram lasts. You can't ever take for granted. You know, you'll never know who's watching. So right. it you know it's it, my parents always have monitored me and made sure that I never let everything revolve around with social media and what people think. Matt, uh, before we let you get out of here, uh, just wanted to ask, when did you know, was, was there a moment that you knew it was going to be Ohio State where, where it was like at that point it wasn't going to be Penn State, it wasn't going to be any other school, it was going to be Ohio State? Was, was there just like an aha moment for you? Playing playing um, cornhole with Coach, uh, Coach Meyer. <laughs> and we 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 beat Coach Smith. I mean, Coach Smith is you know swag juice. He's yelling all the time. He's bouncing around. Me and Coach Meyer beat. You know, I think it was Coach Smith. I forget who the other kid. Was. I think it might have been Tim. But we were up there, and and that was kind of you know. I've always had that feeling with him, and there was nothing less. Or you know, we've had the serious talks, but I've always felt like I felt the sincere. And and the caring, I felt all of the all the things that I wanted to feel. I felt like I was at home, you know. So I could, I felt like I was, you know, where I wanted to be for these next few years. So that really, that really. And then on my official, when my whole family was in the office and everyone really just opened up and we just, you know, it it just clicked early for me and my family. We're. Well, we're, we're glad you came on the show, and, okay. and you know, congrats, man. Yeah, Matt, hey, thanks a lot for being with us. Th- thanks for being with us, and, and, you know, congratulations once again. Most definitely, right. but I really right, appreciate it. I'm glad I could help. You know, guys, the one thing about this this um, recruiting class and Ohio State history the last couple of years, the, the kids they recruit, it is it is far more important to them that they're recruiting good kids than just right. good football players, and and it's so it's so different than what the perception has always been of Urban Meyer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when people talk about Meyer and always this cutthroat, um, you know, he'll he'll sign anybody. And I don't know if it's different than when he was at Florida or anywhere else, but the kids that they are signing are, are all just a one kids. Yeah, I've, I've been getting that impression too. Like it feels like they like just even talking to Matt, bro. Like that kid is sharp like that's a, a smart damn kid right there man like that's cool and, and you know talk, we talked to burrow too like burrow was amazing i i just think i, I agree with you man I, I think there's some it's interesting how they're bringing those guys in i mean darren lee even right like darren lee like a low star guy but yeah. darren lee's an amazing kid you listen to that dude he's he's sharp as a tack like that's that's cool Right, Johnny oh, and I were talking about that before, you know, before we had you on, Burn. We were talking about the fact that these kids come from great families, and you look at the Apples and and the the Elliots and and you know Candace Lee, and these kids kids come from great families. They're great kids, and it it seems that you know, I don't know whether it's just a conscious effort or not, but Urban seems to have learned from his time in Florida to do things a little bit differently at Ohio State. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it is without question a conscious effort because you realize, uh, I assume he realized, you have to recruit a family, not just a football player. And um, what they've got out of these kids is really just so different. And, I mean, Burl, I'll tell you point blank, the Buckeyes were, you know, I had coaching uh, coaches at Ohio State tell me a year ago he was the most important player in this class. 
from the player that they felt they had to land because he is just that kind of lightning rod and, and, and brings other people into the mix. Um, you know, and, and that's really why he was so important. And, and you can tell from talking to him what type of kid he is. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's that, he, that's an impressive kid. I, you want people like that on your team, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of thing yep. that makes you really good uh, to be a fan of a, a football team, I think. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, Berm, thanks so much for being with us. We're going to let you go get some sleep. Yeah, finally. dude, seriously. Like, that'd be great. <laughs> it feels like that's and something maybe by the, do. By the time that you wake up, hopefully your car will be able to get out of the driveway. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to try that food. now because I need to go to the grocery store to get my dog's food. So I'm going to give that a <laughs> shot and see if I can make it, uh, make it anywhere, you know, somewhere, anywhere. <laughs> you can, any, you can anytime, guys. Anytime you need me, you know where to find me. Throw up the bat signal, right. whatever it's called. All right, thanks, Barb. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Wow, uh, it's time for Ask Us Anything, and I almost don't want to ask you anything, Johnny, because <laughs> man, that was that was really good having. Uh, having Matt Burrell and, and Berm on, and I really um, feel like I know the process a lot better now. Well, we made we made 11 dubcast history, so I'm, I'm content with that. Burrell was a, a great interviewee. I, I really am glad we got to have that kid on. I think he's going to do some really cool things at Ohio State, and yeah, that was fun. I mean, we got, we got our Lord of Whispers, and... <laughs> Did you see? Did you see the Lord of Whiskers for DJ? <laughs> I, yeah, uh, and it's fitting because he's a cat lover. That's right. So, um, but anyway, Johnny, why don't you tell our esteemed listeners how they can ask us anything here at the Eleven Dubcast? You can ask us anything in a number of different ways. The first way is through Twitter. We do have a handle just at Eleven Dubcast, which is pretty sweet. Um, you can ask us literally anything that might you know tickle your fancy or. I don't know, and you know we've we've had some pretty significant questions as well, so I don't want to discount anything that you might want to ask us. We also have an email, uh, dubcast at elevenwarriors dot com. You can also hit us up there, and that's where most people tend to prefer to ask us anything. So I recommend doing that one. Yeah, and speaking of the email, uh, we have some email questions this week, Johnny. First of us, first of them comes from Christopher S. Jennings. Okay. Uh, and he wants to know, uh, well, he, first of all, he, he throws us some love. He says, I love your podcast, and I'm a big Buckeye fan. Oh, thank you. Uh, but he he doesn't know for sure. Is Ezekiel Elliott's three games against Wisconsin, Alabama, and Oregon the best three-game stretch by a Buckeye running back? If so, does anyone else come close? Um, okay, so after in the, in the immediate aftermath of the national championship, I attempted to figure this out, and I think it is. Um, there are a number of 200-yard games in Ohio State history, but to my knowledge, and again, my knowledge is not great, and I could be completely wrong about this, <laughs> um, but uh, I do believe that might be the best three-game stretch in a row. Um, not three games for a career or a season, but I think in a row, I think that is the best. Right. Now, Archie put up some numbers, but he was always sitting by halftime. Yeah, well, that's um, exactly right. Like, So he'd get, you know, he'd put up like 175 yards and two touchdowns, and then Woody Hayes would sit him down, and he'd be done for the rest of the day. Yeah, so I, I think so, that is. And, and considering the defenses that they came against, especially the first two games, I mean, holy crap. Like, that is, that's absurd. That's just insane. Like, here's the one thing. Like, you can talk about how certain rules regarding pass defense and things like that 
have enhanced the passing game, both in pros and college. And I, I think there's some truth to that. But it's still hard to run the football. And in fact, it might even be more difficult in some respects. So for Ohio State and Ezekiel Elliott to do what they did over that three-game stretch and to run to, to run for those amount of yards like that is it's it's mind blowing. That that's crazy. Yes. So Chris, I hereby decree that those are the best three game stretch by a Buckeye running back ever. Right, even if we're wrong. In the name of recency bias, I name it. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh so let's move on to James Work James or Jim as he uh, signs off. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, "Thanks for putting together the Dubcast every week. You're it's welcome. One of my favorite posts. You're welcome. So yeah, we do it. We do it just for you, Jim. That's the secret that we have never before revealed. That's right. Um, so he's going to take us up, Johnny. He's going to say, he says, I will take you up on an engagement ring advice. What kind of ring should I get? Oh, you know, man. style-wise, and also should I go with a conflict-free diamond, cubic zirconia, or just a blood diamond? Looking forward to your answers. Oh my God, I am so glad somebody asked me this question." I have so many opinions about this. First of all, style-wise, okay, I, I got to tell you something. I am one of those dudes who thinks it's kind of cool to do make a ring that's, like, meaningful to the both of you. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got a thing with your betrothed, you know, like, Personalize it. Yeah, personalize it. Make, it. make it something that's relatable to something you both enjoy, because I think that, that makes it mean more a little bit. Like, for example, like, I don't know, if two archaeologists were getting married, that they would have, you know, they, w- they would get, like, an ancient Roman coin and fashion it into a band or something. Like, I, I think that stuff's really cool. I like the, the little DIY projects that people do that. Secondly, if you get a blood diamond, you should be thrown in jail. The Beers is maybe the worst <laughs> company on the planet. And if you support them in any way, you're a bad person. Um, I think, you know, look, I have a coworker who went with the crew because I'm No one will ever know. And, and it obviously you want to tell, you know, the person that you're giving it to that that's what it is and, and agree on that, I think. But I, I say Blood Diamond is absolutely out. Make sure it's definitely a, you know, a conflict-free nugget mm-hmm. that you're going to give them. Um, but if you want to go the artificial route, I don't think there's a problem with that either. I think some of those are very nice. So that's that's why I don't I don't stand on pretense or history when it comes to this stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, I think um, for me, I I'm just a, prefer a diamond in that situation. No, that's uh, fine. It's just fine because it's just it's I'm a traditional guy and it's a traditional thing. Um, I'm wondering though. I'm always curious if a if if you should just go get the most conflict ridden diamond that you can find and if that cancels out any conflict in the marriage like if that, if the, that like, you know what i don't think children's the rings already got the conflict really, like in necessarily it. absolves your marriage of any you know strife or ills i think <laughs> i think, think i think the very real problem of african children dying for you know rich people in the west's pleasure is is uh, is something you probably want to avoid no matter what potential ills might befall your marriage so yeah. So unlike unlike nationwide, you frown on using dead children for um, yeah. you know marketing purposes I do. And, 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 I, and gaining wealth. I, I think people who don't care about that are, are sad people. Like I don't get it. I don't under, like it's a real thing that's happening, and it, it's they're alternatives. They're good. Use them. That's all I'm saying. Well, I agree with you about the non-traditional uh, or the, the the unusual type stuff in the personalized thing. And one of the things that I always thought was that I'm. I've never been like a gold person. Yeah. Like gold, gold. I've never needed gold, right? Right. I never, I don't think it necessarily looks nice on me or whatever, but 
I'm not Mr. T, so I can't really pull that off. But, but like, so like my wife got me uh, um, a black titanium wedding ring. Oh, that's actually really badass. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> so it's really cool. I like it. It looks kind of cool, and that that matters more to me than it being you know a traditional gold band. So well, there you go. Um, I think. Jim, be true to yourself. Be true to your, um, be hopefully betrothed. Yeah. Hopefully she says yes. Um, and uh, you and know, be a good, good human being. Don't don't let children die because you want something that society has dictated you need. How about that? Yes. Please write back and let us know what she said, by the way, and what you ended up getting. I agree. Do that. <laughs> uh, our our third email, Johnny, is from John Holslander. I uh, probably screwed up the pronunciation of that last name. He's got three questions today, John. He's very ambitious. Let's knock him out. So his first one, is, his first one is, "What is your favorite Ohio State Michigan recruiting battle?" I remember the Ricky Powers Robert Smith bit. <laughs> I don't know. God, I can't even. Was I don't think Craig Krenzel was given a lot of love for Michigan, was he? I, I didn't really follow recruiting at all back in that time frame. Yeah, I got to be honest. If he was at all then yes, it would be Craig Krenzel. If not, um, I don't know. I, I, Ohio State, especially when I was growing up, kind of lost a lot of those battles. Um, so I'm not really sure who I would I would go with on that one. Yeah, well, you know, there was a... And I don't remember who it was now. It was... It was uh, it might have been Mike Lanise or it might have been Doug Donnelly. I was talking to one or the other, and I can't remember which one it was. When Woody Hayes was actually at their house. yeah. And Bo Schembechler called on the phone. And that was like this awkward moment, right? So uh, so you, you kind of handled it the right way and came to Ohio State. That, that was my favorite story. I, I don't get into these battles. I figure if they want to, they, they can either come to Ohio State or lose to Ohio State. Yeah, I think I think the best one <laughs> that worked out for Ohio State was probably Chris Spielman. Um, and obviously yes. that turned out pretty well for us. So I'm going you know to go with that one. I'm going to go with that one. Fair enough. Um, second question. Since you had Joey Galloway on last week, yep. let's just pat ourselves on, on the back for that again. That was because sweet. That was awesome. Uh, he says, I remember seeing him at Nancy's Home Cooking on a regular basis. So where is your favorite throwback place for breakfast at Ohio State? Oh, Nancy's oh, Buckeye Donut, Hangover Easy. What says you, Johnny? Guess what? Okay, so first of all, I, Buckeye Donuts is the breakfast answer. That's obvious. Duh, Buckeye Donuts. I got to tell you something, man. No one wants to go with me, and I'm so PO'd about it because it's my favorite <laughs> place on high. Nobody wants to go with Mama's. Nobody wants to go to Mama's with me. I want to go to Mama's Possum Brew, and nobody goes. Nobody's like, no, okay, John. They, I don't. I know it's in the back alley. I know you might get shanked at like after dark. I don't give a crap. It's <laughs> so good. The dude who runs it is a great dude. All right, mm-hmm. go to Mama's. Why does anybody go to Mama's? I'm mad about this. Like I. You know, we have a professional development day at school, right? And I want to, like, okay, where are we going to lunch? I want to go to Mama's. Nobody wants to go to Mama's, and I hate it. it I think you definitely should endanger children, Johnny. I definitely think you well, should. Well, it's that. not. It's just my coworkers. We're tough. Oh, you're co- okay. We're yeah. Okay, you're gonna get. I'm you can endanger day. them. Yeah. I want to go to Mama's Pasta and Brew. All right. God. Fair <laughs> so enough. So mad about it. I will let you go there, Johnny. Thanks. In fact, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to be on the record here on the Dubcast. I come up here. I come up to Columbus for the 11-Wgate this year. You and me are going to Mama's Pasta. Yeah, Bird. all right. Let's do it. That'll be great. All right. So um, my answer is uh, Apollo's. Oh, that's a great – that's a very good uh, Because 
Because here's the thing. When I was in college, I never I never woke up early. I was a very late sleeper. In fact, I intentionally would always put my classes in the afternoon. Sure. And 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 a, in a couple of times that came into play of what classes I was even going to take that quarter. Yeah. We were on the quarter system. We weren't on the semesters, but so I was like a guy who got up around noon or one and took a class at like two or three, wow. and then took another one, you know, like a five or whatever. But um, so you know, for me, breakfast was like after the bars closed and you stumbled over to Apollo's and got a euro, and uh, and that was that was breakfast because yeah. I didn't really eat breakfast. But of the of the places that serve breakfast food. Buckeye Donuts, you can't really go wrong with that yeah, one. Yeah, I'll add Jack and Benny's to that. Jack and Benny's is really good. You basically can't have more than one pancakes because, like, they, they give you one that's, like, the size of, a, a like, a Persian cat. Like, it's really huge. <laughs> um, and then TJ's, I guess, if you hate yourself. So, yeah, <laughs> those are all solid choices, especially if you have a lot of self-loathing. So, finally, Johnny, a nerd nerdy movie question yeah, from John. Okay, let's do it. Due to family obligations, it's next to impossible to get out to a lot of movies. If you could only see one movie this year, what would it be? Star Wars, Avengers, American God. Sniper, Al- Alvin and the Chipmunks, Road Chip? What would it be, Johnny? What's your one movie? That's so hard. I know, isn't it? Oh, my God. That is a great question. I mean, essentially, for me, it comes down to Star Wars versus Avengers, right? Like, yeah. that. that's... I mean, there. you know, I think Ant-Man's coming out this year. Okay. Uh, but... That's going to be radical, by the God. way. God. I, mm, it's got to be Star Wars. I mean, I, I love Marvel. Look, I love comic book movies. I think they're great. I think they're just fun. They're dumb, but they're fun. I enjoy them. <laughs> but, man, Star Wars, I got to see what how it's going to work out. Even if it's terrible, I have to see it. Like, I have to see how it's going to work out. I mean, yeah, yeah like, I'll see it. Maybe Avengers won't be that great. It probably will be incredible. But I got to see how Star Wars is going to happen. I just, I got to see what it looks like. So I'm going Star Wars. Yeah, I I think um, for me it comes down to first of all, there's nothing Hobbit related coming out, so that's out. Right. Um, and I think it would probably, it, like you said, it coming down to Star Wars and Avengers. And I think I would probably, if it was only one, and it could only be one, I think I'd go with Avengers because I'm afraid that Star Wars is gonna suck. I mean, it could <laughs> suck. I just really got to see what it's gonna be like. Like I. Yeah, I I'm just afraid. And that way, like, if I don't go, and I'll, I'll just think in my mind that, yeah, I can just, like, hold in my mind that it's probably a good movie yeah. and that I don't have to worry about it. But if I went to it and it was bad, I would really, that would really just tear me up well, knowing that was the only movie I could see all year. Yeah, I got to tell you something. If this decision were being made, like, in 2000, what, like, 2008, I think, uh, with Indiana Jones, I probably would have picked Indiana Jones. I'd be really sad about it because I really, <laughs> really wanted to see that movie, and then it was just a horrible disappointment on so many levels. But Star Wars, I, I think the the potential for failure is much lower, uh, mostly because I trust J.J. Abrams to put at least a decent product on screen. So I think that'll be, I think it'll be all right. I think it'll be all right. That helps. Having Abrams definitely helps. Yeah, and, and you know, and he's not a virtuoso screenwriter. He's not like Spielberg. Right, but mm-hmm. he can put together an entertaining movie, and it, even if it's just entertaining, I'll still be over the moon about it. So I, I, I think it's a good choice. That's the one I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Well, John, thanks for your questions, and thanks to everybody who wrote in with questions. Again, you can hit us up on Twitter at eleven dubcast. Spell it out. It's not the number eleven. And same thing with our email. It's a dubcast at eleven warriors dot com. So hit us up and ask us literally anything. 
And I think it's time to call it another dubcast, Johnny. Uh, what a show. Uh, Jeremy Birmingham and Matt Burrell were awesome guests and um, some really good questions this week for our Ask Us Anything Yeah, this is a lot of fun. This is this is one of the better dubcasts. We've, we've been kind of on a tear past like three or four times. I think we've done pretty darn well here for ourselves. I'm excited. They should double our salary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Um uh, I actually okay. So here's the thing: we were we were talking about this a little earlier, right? Like uh, Twitter and, and you know not being turds to recruits and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, and while we were you know doing our dubcast thing, I was like, hmm, I should see what kind of things people had been tweeting at Mike Weber today after the uh, <laughs> after you know he re- you know committed to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to do is I'm going to read for you. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, wait, can't count, six, I'm going to read you six tweets uh-huh. at MikeWeber25, and I want you to pick the tweet that is completely made up by yours truly, okay, so you, you have to pick, of the six, the one that I have <laughs> completely made up wholesale, okay? Okay. So are you ready? I am. Six is a lot to remember, though, so uh, I'll do my best. It is, it is, but they're all, they're all really sad and stupid okay. okay so first one here all right um so at mike weber 25 hope you like right in the pine at osu hashtag traitor okay all right that's the first one mm-hmm. uh number two at mac at mike weber 25 enjoy the bench fam uh number three at mike weber 25 you should have gone to michigan you scumbag uh number four at mike weber 25 I hope you break your leg, you Benedict Arnold. Uh, at Mike Weber 25, congrats on losing all your friends. Uh, at Mike Weber 25, you're an idiot, honestly. You will get no playing time there. Ha 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 ha. Do you watch any ESPN or Ohio even play? Question mark. Hmm. Well, one of those is you. Yes, correct. And I all right, I know. I- Dropped some subtle hints about which one is mine. I screwed up. I can't can't deny my true nature. As much as I would love to say that that the one is made up is about I hope you break your leg. I've seen too many of those types of tweets to even consider that that one isn't real. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna go with um, you're an idiot. Ha 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 ha. Is you? Uh, I do say ha 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 a lot, but I, you know, the historical references, I just, I can't avoid it in my daily life. I just do it all the time. I, I, yeah, I was the one who said, I, I hope you break your leg, you Benedict Arnold. I was going to use Quizzling, which is a little more obscure uh, World War II reference, but uh, I thought that wow. would be a dead giveaway. So yeah, uh, all the other ones you were real. Me on that. Uh, wow. Apparently, Nick Beery, Beery Nick 25, uh, is really going to congratulate Mike Weber on losing all his friends. Cook underscore swag twenty three believes he's an idiot, and uh, let's see D underscore rush low says that he should have gone to Michigan. He's a scumbag. Uh, Mitch Crocker eight oh eight is calling him a traitor, so that's neat. Um, and Italia underscore ad uh, tells him to enjoy the bench, fam. So all of those guys, you know, they 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 have those sentiments, and they're real human beings who actually said that, and that's really sad. So I don't you know, know if I'd call them human beings. Well, but, Mike okay. Weber is going to go on to a really great and fun career, and those guys are going to be super PO'd on the internet for a while. So I think Mike Weber wins, and and that's all I yeah. have to say about that. 
He wins the internet. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I have seen way too many of those. I hope you yeah, blow exactly. your ACL or whatever. Von Bell was getting a lot of that when he signed. Yeah, he he got a lot of hate from Tennessee fans yep. and and um, you know we've we've seen basketball players get hate from Kentucky fans if they didn't go to Kentucky and that kind of thing. So yeah, people are people are dumb. People but you know what isn't dumb? The fact that we had Jeremy Birmingham and uh, our our next amazing offensive lineman on tonight, I'm really excited about that. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on the negative, Michael. That's right. I'm enjoy the positive. Yes. So welcome to the slobs, Matt Burrell. And uh, with that, we will see you next week with an all new show. And uh, until then, I'm Michael Citro. I'm Johnny Ginner. Peace out, everyone. Bye.